Thanks, sweetie, and thank you for tuning in to episode 123 of Spinning My Dad's Vinyl. We now pull out the first of five albums my dad has of this popular pianist. His first hit is still the greatest selling piano instrumental recording of all time. He played for presidents and performed an annual marathon of requests. So, get ready to hear plenty of arpeggio flourishes with the guy they called Mr. Piano in volume 123, Roger by Request. Roger Williams with Roger's Bumblebee, written by Roger Williams, and of course, based on Flight of the Bumblebee, written by Nikolai Rimsky-Korsakov. Okay, why this record for this episode? First, my dad has five albums from Roger Williams, including the second volume of this by special request. So it's about time that I got to one of them. This is also the kind of music that reminds me of my time at my first job in radio. Williams had all sorts of tunes in the Music of Your Life radio format playlist, especially a song that we will talk about, but it is not on this album. 
This is the first time I listened to an entire album from Roger Williams in one sitting. I kept enjoying each tune more and more as the record progressed. He can play any style of music and make it his own. And this album is proof. His Beethoven piece coming up is just one of the most beautiful versions I've heard of that song. But first, a waltz. It's the Merry Widow Waltz, written by Charles Ross Perlet and Franz Lahar. Okay, let me tell you about my dad's vinyl I have chosen for this episode. Roger Williams, by special request. It's on the Cap Records label, KS3. It's a vinyl LP compilation, club edition stereo format. It was released in 1964. Its genre is pop, and its style is easy listening. We will hear six of the 12 songs on this album. Now, I will read the liner notes in their entirety. Should take all of 10 seconds. These are songs Roger Williams has often requested to play. 
the song so lastingly and universally associated with his unique artistry. Not surprisingly, they turn out to be some of the most beautiful melodies ever written. Okay, let's see what prices this record is being sold at on Discogs.com. $3 for the highest, $0.50 for the lowest, for $1.50 average and $1.25 median. It was last sold on October 8th, 2021 at that highest price. Amazon had a couple of copies in the $3 to $4 range, and eBay had a couple from $8 to $22. Now, my dad's record stayed well-protected. It's one of the few albums that he still has uh, in the internal paper sleeve. So it kept the record itself relatively clean. The cover is in fair condition. Lots of stress wear, but only a slight tear where, where the album goes into the jacket cover right on the bottom. He does have his address label on the front and the green magic marker streak with the word posted stamped on the back. Um, that's usual for, for my dad's collection. So I will value my dad's vinyl at 50 cents. Okay, next up, here's that Beethoven piece I mentioned.
I don't know. There was just something about the interpretation of that piece that just gave me goosebumps. Moonlight Sonata, composed by Ludwig van Beethoven. Okay, let's learn a little about the life of this talented piano player. Roger Williams was born Louis Wirtz on October 1st, 1924 in Omaha, Nebraska. His father was a Lutheran minister and mother was a music teacher. Williams began playing the piano when he was three years old, played 13 instruments by age 12, and could play anything by ear. His father was a former professional boxer who taught Williams to box, believing he would be taunted by his peers as a preacher's son and musician. As a teen, Williams played piano at Babe's Restaurant in Des Moines for $6 a night and all the spaghetti he could eat. In the summers, he worked as a lumberjack in Minnesota. Williams also had his own radio show where he first met future president Ronald Reagan, the sports radio show announcer known as Dutch Reagan. Williams enrolled at Drake University to study piano, but was expelled for practicing Smoke Gets in Your Eyes instead of classical music. So he joined the Navy ROTC in the midst of World War II, was assigned officer training, and completed a degree in engineering at Idaho State University. He re-enrolled at Drake University, where he received his master's degree in music. He then went to New York to study at Juilliard School of Music with jazz pianist Teddy Wilson and Lenny Tristano. In 1951, Williams' first big breaks arrived when he won the popular radio performing contest Arthur Godfrey Talent Scouts and television show Chance of a Lifetime in 1952, hosted by Dennis James, and won $1,000. In 1954, Williams signed a recording contract with Cap Records. David Cap insisted he take the stage name Roger Williams, a name he derived from the founder of Rhode Island. With only a weekend to prepare, Cap asked Williams to prepare an arrangement of Autumn Leaves and to record it at the end of singer Jane Morgan's recording session. With only a few minutes left in her session, Williams only had time for two recordings. The first recording of the song was over the three-minute radio play limit, so Cap asked Williams to play the thirds a little faster, and Williams' second recording hit the mark at two minutes and 59 seconds. Autumn Leaves became a number one hit for four weeks straight on the charts, selling over two million copies and remained in the top 40 for over six months. It still remains the greatest selling piano instrumental recording of all time. During his career, Williams performed with nearly every major symphony orchestra and at every major venue, including Carnegie Hall, the Hollywood Bowl, and the White House. The latter earned him the title Pianist to the Presidents, having played for nine chief executives from Truman to Bush. Williams's last White House performance was a concert for Laura Bush and the wives of all of our foreign ambassadors. Beginning in 1999, on his 75th birthday, Williams began performing annual piano marathons, playing continually for 14 hours improvised medleys of audience-requested songs. Williams could play over 10,000 melodies by ear and loved to please his audience by knowing their favorite songs. On October 8, 2011, a week after his 87th birthday and only seven months after his diagnosis, Roger Williams succumbed to pancreatic cancer. By the way, during his illness, Williams released two new recordings, Roger Williams, The Man They Call Mr. Piano, and Roger Williams' Golden Inspirational Hymns. And we know how sick you can be with that disease. And now, a song Abraham Lincoln described as a real song, 
as sincere and sweet as the laughter of a little girl at play. And later in his life, King Edward VII of England recalled whistling it as a little boy. Listen to The Mockingbird, with music written by Richard Milbourne in 1855. Time now for this episode's interesting side note, and it has to do with the song you just heard. Listen to The Mockingbird is an American popular song of the mid-19th century. Its lyrics were composed by Septimus Winner under the pseudonym Alice Hawthorne, and its music by Richard Milbourne. Philadelphia songwriter and music businessman Septimus Winner wrote the song using a tune he heard an African-American street musician whistle. Richard Milbourne, known as Whistling Dick, played guitar and whistled on Philadelphia streets for money in the mid-19th century. One of his entertainments was to imitate a mockingbird by whistling a particular melody. Winner took this melody and wrote lyrics to it. 
With its catchy, listen to the Mockingbird refrain, the song became hugely popular. Listen to the Mockingbird was one of the most popular ballads of the era and sold more than 20 million copies of sheet music. It was popular during the American Civil War and was used as marching music. Abraham Lincoln was especially fond of it, saying, It is as sincere as the laughter of a little girl at play. Its verse was the instrumental introduction to a number of the early short films from 1935 to 1938 by the Three Stooges, rendered in a comical manner with birds chirping in the background. The first Stooges short to employ this theme was 1935's Pardon My Scotch. In later shorts, the song was replaced with Three Blind Mice. Perhaps not coincidentally, once in future Stooge Shump Howard whistles it repeatedly throughout the bank dick. The song later became associated as the theme of Terry Toon's talking magpie characters, Heckle and Jekyll. Listen to the Mockingbird was parodied in the television series The Flintstones as a swinging jazz tune called Listen to the Rocking Bird. It was remade into a children's version for the show Barney and Friends. The tune is still the same, but the lyrics were changed to make it more kid-friendly. It debuted in Barney's Sensational Day. And, not to be outdone, a Hawaiian-style arrangement is used as background music in later seasons of SpongeBob SquarePants. Now, there's a tune with an interesting and long history. And, speaking of a song with a long and interesting history...
There's one of those Neapolitan songs I talked about in a previous episode, O Solo Mio, written by Eduardo Di Capua. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. I was quite pleasantly surprised when I started listening to this album. I'm much more into the jazz albums in my dad's collection, but I do love good piano music, especially when it's played by someone as talented as Roger Williams. And to hear his interpretations of music I have heard in the past was extremely pleasant. I can see why he was so popular. I think a quote I found from a musician I actually had a chance to meet, Paul Schaefer, sums it up. Roger Williams' sweeping, sparkling arpeggios, fluid technique, and velvety smooth arrangements have made him, according to Billboard magazine, the greatest selling pianist in history. And if you're quoting Paul Schaefer correctly, you got to add, right, man, at the end. <laughs> okay, we are going to whirl our way out of here. It's Whirl Away, written by Roger Williams. And there you have selections from the man they call Mr. Piano. So thanks for tuning into Volume 123, Roger by Request, however you did. If you want more information about this show, head over to spinningmydadsvinyl.com. I'll be back next week with all my skips, scratches, and pops for Volume 124, Frank's All for Mother's Day. Until then, go with the flow, my friends. (laughs) ¶¶